Thank you, Pastor Earl. Thank you. Um, love you so much. I seriously love you and Pastor Earl and Pastor Onika so, so much. And I was listening to a podcast from, I think it's Dr. John Maxwell, and he was talking about greatness, and he was saying that um, success is whenever something is achieved for yourself, and significance is whenever you achieve something for yourself and something for others, and greatness is when you help somebody become significant. And I want to say that, pastors, we are standing on your shoulders. You guys are great leaders. So thank you for encouraging us and trying to develop significance in us. And I know that I'm standing on y'all's shoulders. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, kind of like Pastor Earl was saying, I feel like God has been doing such a work in my heart about guarding my heart, about um, getting rid of some things that I haven't even realized were in there. And um, going through Acts has kind of wrecked me. And even today, chapter 27, um, kind of tied into what um, I was talking to Pastor Rolanika about yesterday, because it, once again, we see Paul's posture being a posture of peace. He has this posture of confidence. And we see this all through Acts. Like he, it has every single day as we're reading a chapter, I have been struck over and over and over again by his, he, he's being beaten, he's in prison, he is, um, like they're trying to kill him every time he turns around. And even in chapter 27, he's, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit and he's saying, guys, we should not go here. And they do it anyway. And the human response would be, I am so angry that you guys didn't listen to me, that you didn't do what I said to do. But instead he said, he responds with, and this I thought was so beautiful. He said, you should have listened to me. He's like, hey, the truth is you should have listened to me. Um, but he starts encouraging them. He says, take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. And I thought that was so beautiful because it's just a continuation of that posture of love and care for people, love and care for people who really have wronged him. And so I was like, how do I have that posture? Not just for people who have wronged me, but in my life in general, because I think that, um, in Galatians, we, this is kind of, I was sharing this with our team. I feel like this is kind of Sunday school. <laughs> but it's the, it's the basic things that we never get past because we cannot do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. In the beginning of Acts, we see that the church is filled with the Spirit and it is what empowers them through the entire book. Every single chapter, we see the power of the Holy is why Paul is able to respond with that calmness, that confidence, that peace, that love for his attackers, that love for people. And in Galatians 5, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is kindness, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So those are the things we see in Paul throughout the entire book of Acts. I'm like, we see those evident in his life. But then it says at the beginning of this section where it's talking about living by the Spirit's power, it says... So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. That's what we're asking. We're like, Holy Spirit, guide our lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting within you. 
I feel that battle sometimes. <laughs> so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. And Andrew and I had talked earlier, um, maybe earlier last year, about a season we went through where we were spending all of our energy just trying to keep our hearts right. Yeah. And because it was taking all of our energy, we, it, we weren't able to carry out our good intentions because all of our energy was going to keeping our heart right. And I feel like that's the battle that is going on so often inside of me, of that flesh against spirit. And because we're at battle with our flesh so much, the spirit is not able to thrive. We're not able to live those, the life of Paul where he's at peace. He has that joy and that love and that kindness. He is marked with gentleness towards his attackers. Like whenever they're saying, um, you know, you need to die, like they are angry. They're spitting at him. And he's responding with, I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. And I, um, I let these little things of my flesh take over. And in Ephesians, in the, next, in the next book over in Ephesians, it says in chapter 4, uh, verse 27, it says, Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, all right, all right. Um, and it says here that the, the, whenever we allow our flesh to win, what we see is sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and sins like these. And I have read through this so many times. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not involved in sorcery. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to drunken wild parties. I'm good. But literally he's saying, that division, disunity, anger, these are things that are keeping us from the life that God has called us to live. And we think of these little frustrations that we let irritate us, that as just like, oh, of course I should be frustrated. Paul had every right to be frustrated with these people, but he is saying, I am not going to give the enemy a foothold in my life. Like that's what happens. We, when we welcome those things in, when we don't deal with them by the end of the day, we are saying, enemy, welcome into my life. Welcome in. Like, get that foothold in my life. And what ends up happening is it, it takes root and then it starts bearing fruit. And we start seeing these things of the flesh because we've allowed it to stay. We've allowed it to take root. We've allowed it to bear fruit in our life. That's why we see in the church, we see division and disunity and outbursts of anger and um, drunkenness and wild parties. We see those things in the church because we are allowing these things to take root and we're not allowing the fruit of the spirit because we're not letting the spirit be the thing that is taking root in our heart. And so this is, um, this is Sunday school, but it is not an easy thing to do um, because whenever we white knuckle it and say, okay, I'm just not going to ever be angry. <laughs> it doesn't work. I've tried. It doesn't work. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need him to come in and say, okay, Holy Spirit, 
Wash out all of the footholds the enemy has taken in my heart. Wash out the anger. Wash out whatever it is because um, this applies no matter what relationship we're in. If we have a roommate or a spouse or a coworker or a boss, it is so easy to allow those little frustrations to become anger that takes root in our heart. And so I'm actually going to pray for us at the end because I think there are some things that have taken root in our hearts. I know there have been in my heart, and I think God has used this season of prayer and fasting and reading through Acts. I'm so grateful that we have read through this because I think God is getting us ready as a church. I feel him getting me ready. I feel like you guys are getting ready. I feel like the church is getting ready for what God wants to do. Later on in Ephesians, right after he talks about not letting um, the enemy get that foothold in our life, um, he talks, actually it may have been in Galatians. Oh yeah, it is in Galatians. He says, um, whatever you plant, you will harvest. He says, those who live their life to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. And I feel like this is how Paul lived his life. This is why we see the fruit we see in Paul's life. And so I think this is what God's calling us to as a church, to not get tired in doing the things that he has called us to do, to to reap a harvest of the spirit and not a harvest of the flesh. We don't want to be reaping a harvest of death and decay. We want to be reaping a harvest of life. And I think that happens through us saying, Holy Spirit, you have to do this work in my heart because we can't even clean our own hearts out. We need him to come in and do the work so that we can be ready as a church to um, plant all the seeds wherever he wants us to go to be able to reap that harvest harvest of life. And I think he is choosing our church. I think he is saying, I pick you to do this. And um, if we it, if our so, the soil of our hearts is so full of thorns of dissension yeah. and rocks of um, frustration, then the seed that's being planted can't even take root in our lives, yeah. and it's not going to be able to spread to the world, which is where he's called us. Yeah. He's called us to the world. So I'm going to pray for our hearts really quick, and then uh, we'll be all finished. Wow. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you have chosen us, that you have called us, that you have anointed us, that you have given us the Holy Spirit, that you have not asked us to do this all on our own. You have not asked us to even be the ones that get rid of the things that we have allowed in our hearts. So Lord, I ask right now that you would move in the power of the Holy Spirit in my heart, in the heart of the staff team here at Shoreline City, in every single leader's heart who is tuning in and who is listening to this later. Lord, get us ready for Vision Sunday. As you are giving us a vision for this year, we know it is bigger than us. We know that you are calling us to things that we can't do without you. So Lord, we ask right now that you would get our hearts ready. Lord, I ask for you to uproot any foothold the enemy has taken in our hearts. Lord, I ask that you would clean out our hearts, that you would get rid of anger. Lord, if we are responding by pulling away and protecting our 
ourselves, if we are lashing out, Lord, I pray right now that you would uproot whatever is causing that anger and that you would replace it with the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that we would be a people who are marked by love, by joy, by peace, by gentleness, by kindness, by every fruit of the Spirit, that we would be a people who are marked by you. And I ask these things in the powerful name of Jesus, believing that you are going to do the work that only you can do. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 I love you, leaders.